G'day community and welcome to the very first episode of Around the Wicket. My name is Damo and joining me as he usually will in every episode is Azza. How are you going, mate? Damo, I am fantastic and it is a pleasure to be back for another season. We've got an amazing thing lined up this season. Incredible sort of taking it away from JR and doing it on its own, but we'll still be around and it's still going to be an amazing thing to look forward to. Really look forward to diving into today's podcast. We have shelved the JR BBL podcast, as you said there, and ventured slightly left with this new series. We will still help you with your Supercoach team, and we'll still talk about things from a Supercoach standpoint, but we'll also touch on all forms of cricket, including the T20 World Cup, Texas cricket, and everything in between. BBL is just around the corner with the newly introduced draft coming this weekend. A whole new initiative opened up to the international players to join the league. As of what else can you tell me about the mechanics of this draft? Yeah, it, and as you mentioned, Dan, it is one of the things that they've uh, the Cricket Australia has introduced to sort of revitalise the BBL. It is a great initiative that has seen over 300 players nominate. And the way that it'll work, it's slightly com- complicated, so we'll do my best to, to talk you through it. The first thing that um, we need to know, the date. And as you mentioned, it is this weekend, Sunday, 28th of August. It will be uh, will be live on Fox Cricket and also on the cricket.com.au website. And the way that it'll work is that there are four rounds. Each round will have eight selections uh, and they also will be attributed to a, a category. So every player has their own status depending on their contracts, depending on the length of time that they're here and just general prowess as well. So Top tier players are called platinum. Next level down, we've got gold, then silver, and then bronze. So the top echelon players will be platinum, and they will only be allowed to be selected in the first and second round. Round two, we'll see platinum and gold. Round three, we'll see gold and silver. Round four, we'll see silver and bronze. Now, they did the lottery a a, a couple of weeks ago, and Melbourne Renegades will have pick one, and then it'll go stars, heat, sixes, strikers, scorchers, thunder, and hurricanes in round one. Round two, we'll see the same one through eight, and then it goes back to a snake order from there. So coming into round three, Hobart Hurricanes will have the first pick of that round. Renegades will have the last, and then into round four, back to uh, Renegades up the top with Hurricanes at the bottom. Now, clubs can also manage to retain a player as well. So if you're not Adelaide Strikers, Rashid Khan can and will like will more than likely be retained by Adelaide Strikers. Uh, so no need to worry there. Can Now, there's a, a whole range of other questions um, that have been asked uh, along the way. Can clubs trade picks? No, they can't. Australian players, can they nominate for this draft? This is for purely for international players only, but it is so likely that we will see a whole range of baggy green Cricket Australia uh, players. We've already seen that uh, David Warner's signed with the Sydney Thunder, so that's a great to see. And as I mentioned earlier, there is over 300 players that uh, have nominated, but only 32 picks and the each team can only select a maximum of three players. Minimum of two, maximum of three. I think that's probably enough uh, for me there, Demo. I think that probably explains it quite well, I think. Yeah, so Adelaide Strikers can retain Rashid Khan. The Scorchers can retain 
uh, Colin Munro and the, the Thunder can retain Alex Hales. All those players will possibly go back to their teams where they have had their success and where they have played previously. Now that we've covered how the draft works, um, let's take a look at the team lists to see what holes stand out across the competition. We'll start with the Adelaide Strikers. They've had some huge signings and none bigger than Chris Lynn, who has signed a landmark 11-game contract after a long standoff and negotiations. Yeah, this is one of the huge talking points in the off-season. Will Chris Lynn play? Uh, will he not? Because uh, he was uh, signing a deal with the new UAE T20 League that has popped up. Uh, but as you mentioned there, Cricket Australia and Lynn have worked out some differences there, and Chris Lynn will be back in the BBL, which is huge. He is a huge draw, um, draw card for the competition um, and just a phenomenal player. I mean, he's had a bit of a out of bad form recently, but still loves the BBL and still draws a fantastic crowd. And the Strikers have also signed Cameron Boyce from the Renegades as well, which boosts their bowling stocks nicely. Uh, Brisbane Heat have also had a massive signing in Usman Kawaja. He steps into that Chris Lynn-sized hole nicely, and they've retained their core group as well with Nisa and Steckity and Swepson and Bartlett all coming back along with Bryant and Hazlitt. Um, another name just announced today, in fact, is that Matthew Renshaw is returning after a stint at the Strikers. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a bit of a slight um, shock to see, but it seems to be just a pretty straight swap there with uh, Chris Lynn going from the Heat to the Strikers and Matt Renshaw going from the Strikers back to the Heat. Hobart Hurricanes are pretty well-rounded despite having several slots open, but we have noticed a hole in their bowling stocks. Yeah, and I think this has probably led um, primarily because we've seen the Tom Rogers move from Hobart Hurricanes to, to Melbourne Renegades, which does hurt uh, Hobart Hurricanes' bowling stocks there. But there's still plenty of time for signings to happen. And, of course, there is the uh, BBL International Draft to look forward to, where they probably will likely look for some uh, extra bowling stocks there because at the moment they've still got that amazing top-order list with Darcy Short, Matthew Wade and Ben McDermott that are just incredibly powerful hitters. And, of course, um, Tim David, who has just become one of your favourites there, Damo. Absolutely. He will be one of my first selected in Supercoach BBL this season. He's having a great, great uh, cricket career to date. Uh, Melbourne Renegades are rebuilding, and to be honest, they're building fairly nicely with recent signings. Um, You mentioned Tom Rogers before, crossing from the Hurricanes, and they've also signed John Wells from the Strikers. Yeah, which is another fantastic pickup. I mean, just looking at the batting stocks at the Renegades, they've got a really great top order and starting to build a bit of a better middle order list as well. So if you're looking from the top down, you've got the likes of Aaron Finch, Sean Marsh, John O'Wells, Nick Maddinson. It's 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 a great top five, and then when you add in um, some of the younger players that have started to develop quite nicely, in Mackenzie Harvey, who's just um, been dominating up in the top end T Twenty system, and then Jake Fraser McGurk, who is just a an absolute X factor. It's it's slowly getting there, and I just really cannot wait to see what they also do with this uh, international draft because with pick one, 
he will be definitely taking that uh, best player in the draft and that'll just improve that list again phenomenally. Crosstown, the Melbourne Stars have pretty much the same list that they had in BBL 11 with Glenn Maxwell, Marcus Stoinis, Adam Zampa all returning, Hilton Cartwright still there. Uh, they're pretty much just waiting to nail down their international signings. Yeah, that seems that seems so. I mean, the, as you mentioned there, the list is pretty identical and pretty well uh, near, near complete, just those international signings to come. Um, yeah, they will be hoping for some, some for some big names and they can probably also look to um, retain some of those uh, players that they've had in previous seasons, you know, none bigger than, say, uh, Kasa, uh, Kway Ahmed and, um, of course, Andrew Russell. Perth Scorchers haven't released their team list, but you can gather from their social media presence that at least four players are on the team at the very least. Um, AJ Ty represented the team in Victoria for the launch of the draft. Uh, Mitch Marsh and Aaron Hardy represented the team when a piece of artwork was revealed in the Perth city commemorating their BBL 11 championship. And Ashton Turner is still featuring as the Scorchers captain in radio interviews. So there's at least four players there for the Scorchers. We we think their list is pretty much identical to last season, just waiting for the internationals to be confirmed through the draft. But until we know, we don't generally know. No, that's exactly right. But look, being uh, an author, you know an authority on all things in the West, there, Damo, who would you really like to see as part of that Perth Scorchers lineup? Is there anybody maybe even outside that's available from a different side that you'd like to see as a late signing? To be honest, I, most of the names that I would have loved them to have a look at have already been snapped up by other clubs. So I think I think they'll just stay stay local and. Um, and just back in the list that they've got. Fair enough. And then um, as we head into, you know, New South Wales, looking at the Sixers and the Thunder, um, there hasn't been too many changes, but I mean, the biggest signing of all was uh, Sydney Thunder's David Warner throughout the last week, which is just going to be an absolutely huge boost for the BBL to have him, but for the Thunder as well at that top order. Yeah, absolutely. He's a massive coup for the Thunder. Like you said, the Sixers and the Thunder are fairly untouched from last season, aside from their imports needing to be secured. But David Warner is going to be a huge draw card for the Sydney Thunder um, when he lines up for them. And of course, we should mention um, Curtis Patterson um, did join the Sydney Sixers coming over from Perth as well too, which just adds another level of depth for the Sixers in just an incredibly great um, squad that they keep putting together every season. Yeah, absolutely. And he was in and out of that 11, so he probably gets a little bit more uh, job security signing at the Sixers for BBL 12. Now, as a, we have simulated a couple of rounds in the BBL draft just to try and predict how it will pan out, uh, should we run through what we think will happen in the first few rounds? I think for the uh, the listeners' sake, that would be a very wise thing to do. So the way that we've structured this uh, mini Phantom draft is that we've split it up um, across the eight teams. So um, Damo will have the Melbourne Stars. Uh, he also has Sydney Sixers, Perth Scorchers, and Hobart Hurricanes, who are picked two, four, six, and eight, respectively. And then I've got the Renegades Heat the Strikers and the Thunder at 1, 3, 5, and 7. Now, that um, that pick order is probably likely going to go out the window there, Damo, with uh, a lot of retained picks, wouldn't you say? 
Yes, absolutely. And uh, speaking of retained picks, uh, did you want to kick us off with pick one? Ah, uh, look, I will indeed. And there's been some speculation throughout the week in where the Renegades will go, and it talk and having some talks within the club and um, hearing from the general manager um, throughout the week. The Renegades with pick one will be fairly straightforward and simple, and they will take the best player in the draft. And there is probably arguably no better player than Rashid Khan. So Renegades will bid on Rashid Khan, knowing that the strikers can match. Now, got the strikers as well, and of course, as I mentioned earlier, the strikers 100% guaranteed, retained. Thank you very much. So who do the Renegades take now? That's pretty much expected that the Strikers will retain Rashid Khan wherever he is bid on. So who do the Renegades pick up now? Now, I've thought a lot about this because it is it is probably a toss-up between three picks. Liam Livingston, Trent Bolt and Fat Plessis. All incredible players in their own right. But given Renegade's top order, as we've already spoken about, I don't feel like Faf's probably going to be an ideal thing. So I'm going to go Liam Livingston, who adds an extra element to the team, given that he can come in at different uh, positions where required and can bowl as well, and bowls really well, as we've seen in the T20 Cup uh, in England, where he's averaging over a wicket a game. And, you know, in, the, in his last few outings, has been hitting um, consistent scores of over 40. So for pick two, Liam Livingston. Now, it is also worth knowing that uh, a lot of people will say, ah, oh, the Scorchers can retain him. Well, actually, Damo, he can't. Is that right? No, they can't because he didn't play last season. Um, he couldn't. He, he couldn't find a hole in his schedule to come and play the BBL for last season, so uh, he cannot be retained. Only players that played in the previous season can be retained, unfortunately. So next up, you have got Melbourne Stars. Who are they taking, Demo? They're taking Fafta Plessis. They, they, they love players that can start at the top of the order. They love to have someone opening with Marcus Stoinis that can really draw a crowd, and I think um, Fafta Plessis is that player. He's uh, an absolutely phenomenal pick and an absolute huge coup for the BBL. Um, knowing what he's been able to do uh, internationally for so long, it's just going to be an absolute privilege to see him play here. And he's been backing up some some of those performances as well in other domestic competitions overseas in the IPL and the 100, where he's been absolutely dominating with uh, 56 off 35 balls um, just a couple of weeks ago in the 100 um Averaging you know, to a 160 strike rate, which is huge. Now, is he going to be one you're going to be looking for in Supercoach demo? Depends on his price. I don't think he'll be cheap. Mm, I totally and utterly agree with that. So, moving on, Brisbane Heat. I think uh, looking at their list, and as we've said, that there are a few probably gaps to look at, but as we've also mentioned, that there is probably no other bigger player to pick than Trent Bolt. So block that in for the heat there, Damo. He's someone that despite his high price, I'm probably more likely to jump on in Supercoach than Faf Plessis or or Liam Livingston, just 
just because he's such a massive player and so good at this BBL, this T20 format. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, I'll be really interested to see uh, how the Heat use him and sort of where he comes in. He's going to be opening and closing the bowling. It'll just be uh, phenomenal to see how he used, but also it's really also going to depend on his schedule too because I mean, he stepped away from international duties, but still just going to be depends on... Uh, what what his availability is like because a lot of these players won't be available for the entire season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, we should say that some of these players aren't available for the whole tournament, so that might play into whether people selected them in their Supercoach teams or not. Yeah, that's right. And, of course, once we've got confirmation about players' availabilities, it'll be something that we'll make sure that uh, all Supercoach coaches are aware so we can plan accurately and make sure that uh, you're not missing out on any of the best players and also making sure that you're not going to end up with a donut in round one as well. So let's uh, kick it off, um, move on to Sydney Sixers. Who are they going to look for, Damo? I think the Sixers are going to select Dwayne Bravo. And he's, he's, I mean, the Sixers love these sorts of players, these big showy guys that can draw a crowd. And Dwayne Bravo is definitely, definitely fits that bill with how he's been playing recently um, internationally. Yeah, I mean, he is one of the leading wicket takers and one of the best T20 bowlers going around. Um, Just his performances in the hundreds, his averaging a, a wicket a game and has been all year long as well too, not just in the 100, but the T20 Cup in England and the Indian Premier League as well. An absolute Premier bowler and a huge coup there for the Sixers. Now, because you matched with the Strikers, I've got the next pick again with the Scorchers. And I've got the Scorchers picking up Kieran Pollard. Ah, has has to be again another phenomenal pick from the West Indies there and a T Twenty specialist. Love that pick there, Dana. Asa, you've got the Thunder next. Mm. What are the Thunder going to do with their first pick? There's going to be a few teams out there that are going to probably likely take a no fuss scenario. They're not going to want to go a bit showboaty, trying to sort of um, make sure people bid and you know, get retained picks out of the way. So I think the Thunder are going to be likely one of those teams where they're just going to identify the players that they want uh, early. No fuss, no mess. And one of them is going to be Sam Billings, who's been with the Thunder for quite a while now and is still one of the premier T20 players going around. Thunder, lock him in. They know what they're getting with Sam Billings and he and they definitely do need a wicketkeeper on their list for, for for the BBL 12 and I think um, Sam Billings perfectly fits them as well. The next pick is the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes are going to be a bit cheeky now. And, uh, oh, here we go. And they're going to bid on Chris Jordan. Chris Jordan, an absolutely great pick there. Again, another um, fantastic sort of all-rounder and a um, a great strike bowler um, with some incredible performances, especially recently in the um, T20 uh, Cup over in England where he's in his best game, uh, hit 73 of 35 balls and, believe it or not, 
took three for 38 to back it up. It was an incredible performance, and that is a great pick there. Now, Sixers can uh, retain him, or can they not? Because it's at the end of the round, Damo. Unclear, but we don't think the Sixers, after using a pick earlier in the round, can retain Chris Jordan. So the Hurricanes have walked away with this one here. It, I reckon it seems so, because uh, and as you mentioned, we're not entirely 100% sure how it sort of works with retained towards the back end of a round. We believe that should the Hurricanes come in late with someone like Chris Jordan, that the Sixers can't. So... That is an excellent coup there for, for, for the Hurricanes. Really like that pick there, Dana. So moving in to round two now, and the Melbourne Renegades have the first pick again. So it's the same order as the first round. This time, the teams can pick up platinum and gold players. Obviously, it depends on salary cap and who they go after. We don't actually know which players are gold, silver, or bronze yet. Uh, definitively. So we've had a, a bit of a guess. Um, most of these players, unless they are specifically platinum, we have suggested that they're probably a gold selection. Yeah, that's right, Damo. And I think um, that the, the Renegades, again, will probably likely looking for another uh, sort of all-rounder type that coming in towards the back end of um, just before the bowlers. And there's one player that really uh, stuck out for me, and that is Shadid Khan from Pakistan, who is just lighting up the T20 and the Pakistan Super League. I mean, there's been some incredible performances by him over in the uh, Pakistan Super Leagues where he was uh, taking – he took th- – uh, f- in four games, I should say – he had three wickets or more in a row, and including one game where he hit 52 off 32 and took four for 20. An absolute phenomenal all-rounder, and I think that'll be a huge coup for the Renegades. Now, the question is, do Sixers uh, retain him? Because they can. No, I don't think the Sixers do retain him. I think... After seeing what that the Hurricanes did with Chris Jordan, seeing what the hit Hurricanes did with Chris Jordan in the previous round, I think they're going to let that one go and, and wow. hold on and hold on to no their one. pick for a little bit for a little little bit longer. So the Renegades walk away with that one there. Now I've got the next pick with the Stars, and uh, the Stars are going to be a little bit cheeky for the next couple of picks, and the, they're going to first they're going to. They're going to bid on Sandeep Lamashane and, um, well, the Hurricanes need a spinner, so they're they're retaining him. And, and Hurricanes absolutely love him as a player too. He's one of the fan favourites. They would not want to let that go through to the keeper. So I I, I, I agree there, Damon. That is a pick that, that the Hurricanes will retain. The Stars again are going again. to bid on Tom Curran. And the Sixers are going to retain Tom Curran. Yeah, there's no way, that, again, you would let uh, someone of that quality go through. Um, so I agree with that demo. Sixers to retain Tom Curran. So that leaves the Stars again. And this time, there's no bidding going on. They're just going to take Jason Roy. 
And again, another fantastic pick there. Um, will add a huge compliment to their side and is one of England's best T20 players going around. Um, and he's had, got good some BBL experience too there, Damo. So he, he knows what to do and where to come in and will be an absolute uh, firecracker for the stars. Yeah, absolutely. And another player that unfortunately the Scorchers cannot match because he did not play in the previous season. The Heat are up next, Azza. Who are they taking? Yeah, looking again, when we spoke about it earlier with looking a little over the team list, something that uh, stuck out for me was probably a spinner, and there's really no bigger spinner that the Heat love more than Majibi Rahman. So if I would likely think that the Heat will look to just snap him up again, try to get around not having to worry about retaining him, just pick up Majib, lock that in. The Strikers have the next pick. Majibi Rahman, a great pick for the Heat, by the way. Strikers have the next pick. They, what are they going to do, Azza? I I reckon that there's a few players that have slipped through, and there's probably one that really uh, has um, stuck out to me a bit on that list that has slid a bit, and that is Colin Munro. But... Go, given that he did play for the Scorchers last season, there is a chance to retain him. So is the uh, is Munro someone that the Scorchers will retain, Damo? I definitely think so. So, yeah, the Scorchers will match that and retain Colin Munro, and the Strikers will go again. Yeah, and there's probably no better player in form at the moment than Riley Russo from South Africa. I think he will be an absolutely fantastic player uh, for the Strikers. And just looking at his some stats from his last few months are just absolutely incredible. Going back to the tw- uh, 2020 uh, Cup in England, there was top score of 93 off an unbelievable 36 balls with eight fours and seven sixes. Just one of the best performances that we've seen um, on a T20 game for some time, and then back, backed it up in the international series against uh, England, where he hit 96 off 55. Big, big hitter. The strikers do need a big hitter, aside from Alex Carey in their lineup. Obviously, Alex Carey won't be available for the first part of the season, so someone who can definitely fill that hole nicely. Now, the Thunder close out the second round. Azza, who are they selecting? Uh, again... Uh, as we mentioned earlier, the, the, they'll probably be one of the no fuss teams, and they'll just they'll look to select and lock in uh, another previous player that has done um, an immense um, great work for them, and that is Alex Hales. So that's the first two rounds. Um, we won't do the other two rounds, just but you would assume that the likes of Case Ahmed, James Vince. Uh, even the likes of Joe Clark, Laurie Evans, maybe even George Garton get a good look at from the teams that can retain them. I mean, as we mentioned, there are over 300 players that are available. Unfortunately, there are going to be a lot that will miss out. But of those 300 players there, Damon, I know you've just mentioned a couple there. If you could pick one player that we haven't mentioned, even maybe a bit of a roughie, who would you like to see the Scorchers pick up? You've got you've got me standing on my head here, mate. This is going to come a little bit out of 
left out of left field here. I actually don't wouldn't mind them looking at someone like a Phil Salt at, to partner at the top of the order with Colin Munro. Yeah, that's a great one. I mean, uh, and um, given he wasn't in the BBL last season, he can't be retained by the strikers. So available for any club, uh, that's a great little selection there, Damo. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Scorchers have a great top order, but if they could, but but if they could have a, but if they could have those two guys at the top and push everyone down one order, that means they bat a little bit deeper and can possibly move further in, into um, bigger scores rather than having to rely on their bowling to um, to silence the the other team. Mm. All right. Well, I don't think it's probably a little unfair unless you to to ask me that same question, Tamer, putting you on the spot a little bit. For me, I I would really like to see a team go completely, completely left field. I mean, we've seen some players come through from different uh, countries, and there's probably no bigger one than Sandeep, um, who's come from Nepal. Similarly, I would love to see a team take a chance on Bilal Khan from Oman. Now, again, no one knows a lot about him, but that's half the beauty of him. But when you sort of look at his statistics in the back end, he's a regular wicket-taker. And uh, looking on um, a fantastic website, uh, which I suggest all BBL supercoaches get familiar with, Big Bash Board, he is listed as the sixth best bowler internationally. Wow. So if teams need a bowler, go for him. Another player that I think teams will have a good look at, he can't be retained, is uh, Carlos Brathwaite. Oh, yes, of course. There's so many good names coming uh, that have been nominated for the West Indies, and he is an absolute superstar and has been for some time. I mean, there are um, a lot of other names um, that are coming over from the West Indies. Ravi Rampole, uh, Oshwain Thomas, um, but Carlos Braithwaite is going to be one that a team sh- um, should look at. I reckon that is a, a great little find there, Damo. All right. Well, moving on now. Um, other T20 competition competitions domestically and internationally are giving us a taste of what to expect when these players line up in the BBL. And Kane Richardson is having a Ripper tournament representing the Phoenix in the 100 competition with a 3 for 22 against the Invincibles, a 2 for 15 against the Fire, and a 3 for 19 against the Brave, just to highlight some of his performances. He'll be priced at a 65.2 average for Supercoach BBL this coming season, but if these performances are anything to go by, he'll be worth the price. Oh, a hundred percent there, Damo, and we know um, what, and you know what you're getting for him as well. So, um, you just mentioned some um, some of your stats there for for the hundred, but uh, just going back to last uh, season's B- BBL as well. So he was close enough to averaging two wickets a game, um, with his best performance coming against the Stars, where he had three for twenty four. But he's a regular wicket taker. Uh, you know what you're getting for him. Look, he might even come in uh, late for a bit of a, a bit of a crash and bash too. Um, but uh, phenomenal player nonetheless. And look, Renegades are going to be looking to him quite a lot, quite a lot as their strike bowler. Um, but a great little find there, Damo. And as a, you've got a favourite as well that you've been impressed with. How is Daniel Sam's going? 
Daniel Sams. Uh, you've just got to absolutely love him. I mean, he is one of the uh, favourites. I mean, he's been a BBL Supercoach favourite for, for a long time, and he's you know slowly starting to, to get into the international side as well too. But just like Kane Richardson, uh, Daniel Sams is also in phenomenal form too uh, overseas. Um, has had two, three-wicket hauls in, in the 100 and um, also a number of great... Uh, Great cameo performances in the T20 Cup in England. No bigger one uh, for uh, for Essex against Sussex, where he hit 71 off, believe it or not, 24 balls for an incredible 295 strike rate. Backed it up with a one for 41 as well. Wow. He was one of the ones that we locked in very early for last Supercoach season. Is he going to be another one to lock in for this season? I think so, and we will talk about it down the track as well too when we get in more into the actual mechanics of uh, BBL Supercoach. But one of the big things we always look for is all-rounders because they're the types of players that will get you the most amount of points in BBL Supercoach, and there is no bigger player that can do that than Daniel Sams. And who else has been impressing you, Azza? Thanks. <laughs> Give me a sec. Uh, return serve. Yeah, look. If we look at the other, you know, look at the competitions that are currently underway, the hundred men's competition. Um, looking at some of the big name players that have nominated for the draft, Andre Russell is currently the ninth uh, high scorer. Liam Lingsing, number ten. Uh, looking across at most wickets, you've got Dwayne Bravo, who's taken uh, six wickets as well to in. So in phenomenal form, those sort of players. And then we take a little bit of a step back looking at the T20 Cup. Probably no bigger player in that competition than Riley Russo, who had the second most runs and one of the highest strike rates, going close to 200, which is incredible. It's not a runnable. That's two runs a ball. And then um, an, an absolute favour of the competition as well to Andrew Ty, who took the seventh most wickets for the T20 Cup and is a huge player for the Scorchers, Damo. He is, and he's someone that they're going to be uh, relying on quite heavily to bowl their way back to a back-to-back uh, championship. Now... There is um, the international competitions that are currently going along, none bigger than the 100, but there is also still um, some domestic competitions underway, and we've got the top-end competition that's underway in the Northern Territory and the T20 Max competition that will start up soon in Queensland. But one player that's caught my eye up in the top-end T20 is Mackenzie Harvey. We'll really be one to watch, um, too, as he's been absolutely lighting up up on fire for the Melbourne Renegades Academy. Still probably a little bit unsure where he fits into that lineup, given the amount of depth that they've already got, but he's really one player to watch, Damo. Anybody else caught your eye? I'm always watching Jason Sanger. I think he's a fantastic player and going to be and going to be a, someone who represents the country in years to come. But Another player that actually is playing under under him because he's the captain in this team is James Seymour. He's pretty he's pretty he's pretty good with his uh, long form cricket form, but uh, he got caught out a little bit with the fast pace of T Twenty cricket. So hopefully we see him improve on that for this coming season, and and he signs with a BBL squad for the BBL Twelve. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, he's a fantastic story uh, coming up from um, Premier Cricket in Victoria. Was on the Stars list uh, for a little bit, um, didn't get a chance and then was picked up by the Renegades as sort of a bit of a COVID top-up player and was be an was able to take a chance and was able to play quite a number of games in different positions where he was uh, either either opened or came in a bit bit later and and also had the opportunity to, to roll his arm over as well too. So uh, who knows? I mean, we, BBL Supercoach players would like to hope that he could be a, 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 um, an all-rounder, but I would probably suggest that he isn't. But, I mean, he is a, he is a fantastic player, and I, I, I'm with you there, Damo. I would really like to hope that uh, a team picks him up. All right, so we've gone through the draft, how that works. We've gone through the team lists, and we've introduced this podcast series for the season coming up. We will be a weekly podcast hope maybe not next week but from episode two we will be a weekly podcast Azza, thank you so much for joining me today damo it is an absolute pleasure as always and i'm really looking forward to this week-to-week discussion and uh really hope that uh, we get uh, a lot of people listening in along the way all right community we'll talk to you next time